What is up, people, and welcome back to the Highline Podcast. Thank you so much for making this part of your day. And changes at the top. Straight away changes at the top. And I think it's been coming for Liverpool as the season's gone on. They were, they were top going into, obviously, this game week. But they just seem to scrape by too many times, I think, to Luton, I think, to Sheffield, I think, to all these different games. And, and it was the weirdest... It was the weirdest Liverpool Man United game I think I've ever seen in terms of the stadium, in terms of the expectation versus what Anfield actually got. Like, it was it was a joke nearly from the pundits going in that this was going to be a, a mauling because when you look back at last year, when United were probably better than Liverpool last year, they got mauled, still. Well, we also bought into that hype. We thought United oh. would get steamrolled. Without a doubt. I'm not saying... But it was definitely the poorest... Liverpool Man United game in terms of quality. Yeah, dreadful. There was very little actually on show. But we questioned whether what Liverpool were doing and Arsenal, whether what Arsenal and Liverpool were doing in terms of grinding out results was sustainable. And maybe this is evidence that how Liverpool have been going about isn't sustainable and the results have been glossing over performances perhaps. But here here's my thoughts on it though. Because normally these type of results in a league season where you have a runaway, they're, they can't happen. But I feel like this season, I think they you, can happen. I think you can afford this sort of game this season. So do I. I. Think at the end of the day, a draw against Man United, on paper, it's a fine result. You mm. take it. Right, yeah. It's better than dropping points to a Luton, which they already have. Yeah. So... United would definitely be coming away from the game more satisfied. Way more. Although they could have nicked it. But I th- we'll move on to United's performance later. Mm. But to f- keep the focus on Liverpool, it just shows that if Salah doesn't fire, Liverpool don't fire. How bad was he? And he wasn't good. How bad was he? He wasn't good. But I'd cut Salah slack because so, oh, so he has, he's dragged that team to all the heights that they have reached. So, but Liverpool's attacking players really need to start stepping up because it's no goals in 10 for Nunes. No goals since, I think, October for Luis Diaz. Mm. Jota, Jota is still their second top goal scorer and I think he's missed about two months of the season altogether. Yeah. So, the midfield don't get goals. The midfield are brilliant at what they do. Except Trent. When he comes Trent. Back. Trent has... If it ha- wasn't for Trent's, and I, by the way, I thought Trent was fantastic on with his passing mm. the other day. But yeah, they need to, they, the for, the forward line needs to start supporting Salah because you can't depend on Salah as amazing as he is. You can't depend on him to fire every week. I, s- I seen. Um, I think it was Anfield agenda. You know Anfield agenda. Yeah, he was calling for Salah to get sold. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I think that's a bit reactionary now, to be so honest. I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. Because I was thinking, this Liverpool team, because they're, they're what I describe as nearly really good. Yeah. Like, they're nearly good. But I just think getting rid of a Salah just sends them, they're not close to being really good. No. So I, well, they I, lose their goals. They lose their goals. Like, like you were just, the point you were just making. Nunes doesn't guarantee you goals. Luis Diaz doesn't guarantee you goals. Jota, as a sub, he can come on and get goals. He's probably the best of them. Salah's the only one. Yeah. The, the midfield don't score. No, they don't. So Salah is the only goal 
machine in that team. So I can't understand people calling for him to be sold. No, I think that's silly. It's so to dumb. call. I think Salah will leave soon. Do you? Yeah, I think Saudi will come in with their two hundred million offer. And I think if a team gets two hundred million for Salah, yeah. I think Liverpool should take it because they can do a lot of rebuilding with two hundred million. Mm. But it's just it's a risk. Still, it's a risk. Huge risk. It's hard to buy goals. It's the hardest thing in the it's world. It's the hardest thing to buy. It's the hardest thing to buy. Like you've seen even... You, you see teams all over the league at the minute. But just contrast United in, in terms of that game. I believe United had one shot on target. But in my opinion, United had the best chance of the game. The best United, chance United of the game... United had three golden chances, if you think about it. They had oh, Garnacho's chance. Think of one. They had Garnacho's chance when he was running in on goal and Trent got an unbelievable foot in. Yeah. If Garnacho takes that a bit more across his body, he yeah. might have got a foul yeah. or he might have got enough space to slot it in. Yeah. Hoyland's chance Hoyland is huge. has to score. That's it, it, do you know what that is though? And I worry. It's a bad finish. It's a bad finish. It just scumped straight at Allison. He, he rushed it. Yeah. He rushed it. He rushed it. And then the third chance, right at the end, Shaw, is it, Ra- Shaw and Rashford link up anyway. Yeah. And the ball is fizzed and Hoyland, oh, Hoyland swings misses and misses. It. Yeah, he misses it. Yeah. That's that's three golden chances. And if you think of the golden chances Liverpool had, there isn't any. Ah, oh, there is one. There's, there's Cody Gakbo's header. No, there's one where it fell to the back post to Diaz, but it didn't quite get to it. I missed it or something. He missed the ball or something like that. It kind of got in a tangle with Salah, I think. it was Salah was messy all game. Yeah. Luke Shaw did, Luke Shaw did well. The whole United backline did well. They did. Can I talk about Varane? Yeah. This is a this is a very worrying for United in terms of Ten Hag's decision making. Yeah, he was by far, by far, the best player on the pitch. Yeah, how can you drop him? You don't. You can't drop him. But I've not seen him play bad. The thing with Varane is you can't drop Varane until he pulls something. That's what happens. Like he just the problem is he does always pull something. That's why I think Ten Hag gets frustrated with him, and it might it's not a fault of Varane's, but. He puts together four fantastic performances and then he's gone for another six games. You can't depend on that. But Arsenal were phenomenal. Just just to move on. Talk to me about that game. Because you watched the Wolves West Ham game that day and I watched the Arsenal Brighton game. And genuinely, I was so, so impressed by Arsenal. Who was good? So impressed. Yeah, talk to me. Odegaard. Really? He was Was he impactful though? Incredible, yes. Because I see him a lot lot of games, he plays well, doesn't have much impact on the game. No, he did. He was doing everything in his power to get a goal. It just wouldn't go in. Okay. Arsenal had so many chances and it wasn't like Brighton defending poorly. They They were carving them. Passing was amazing. The movement was amazing. Jesus, Jesus was taking Lewis Dunk for a walk. Mm. Martinelli was amazing. Saka was br- Saka. I felt so bad for James Milner. James really? Milner was on Saka, and Milner, I'd say, was contemplating retirement for the whole sixty minutes he was on the pitch. Be serious. Saka was spinning him, and Odegaard. I keep and no, actually, the star of that Arsenal team right now is Declan Rice. He's unbelievable. Every time he got the ball, the Emirates just would be like, oh, "Go wow!" Because he'd, he'd come out, he'd demand physical. Brighton would be trying to fizz it around the back right. and they would and they'd go for that line breaking pass into say Ferguson or Lalana. Yeah. And Rice would just emerge out of nowhere 
crash through the man, drive the ball forward, and he just picked the pass. He was, oh, he's so good. He's mm. so, so, so good. That midfield is beginning to take shape. And was it Havertz again? Havertz, Havertz was good got again. got a goal, didn't he? Havertz got a goal, great finish. Was he good? Havertz, finally playing to Havertz's strengths, he's late runs into the box. Yeah. And he's tall, like, so you just hit him with a cross. He could have scored more than he did. But his goal was a savage finish. Wow. So cool. And obviously, when you're a goal up, you're still always running that risk towards the end. You're going to be in for an onslaught from the other team. Mm. And Arsenal did come under a bit of pressure. They did never really looked too threatened. But there's always the risk of it. Right. And Arsenal broke. Havertz was through. He had to finish. Had right. finished. It's a great finish. But, Ode- but Odegaard was incredible as well. But what makes these two results so significant so the Arsenal dominant performance and the Liverpool dropped points is well Arsenal beat United at home but it's no it's the biggest result of the weekend which is City at 2-0 yeah. up very dropping unpro- up oh, very two uncharacteristic points of them. at home to Crystal Palace and this is I go back to the question you asked me a couple of podcasts ago you said is this a blip and we said right now we can't say yeah. because they can you know they they haven't done anything crazy bad they've dropped some stupid points and they haven't been playing well but once they start picking up all the consistent three points getting that back in shape but this this is more than a blip that 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 would not happen what concerned me about that performance was they were immense in the first 70 minutes right they were incredible so they, it wasn't like their other games no they were so good it was just Palace were staying in there, but City, City still scored two goals. I seen a stat that by half time, every outfield player for City had created a chance. Jesus Christ. Like it was, Palace were in their final third, yeah, all 11 yeah, yeah. of them just sitting, typical Roy Hodgson going away yeah. to a big team. And City were pummeling, pummeling, pummeling. And they were playing brilliant stuff. But unlike what they've been doing, they just took their eye off the ball slightly. And Palace went through, and it was Ruben Diaz has had a couple of shaky games. He's not as convincing as no, he has he been. Be. And Schlupp just broke through, slid it across, and next thing you know, Mateta was on the end of it, and it was 2-1. And you're thinking, okay, it's 2-1. They haven't shown anything up until now. City will still be fine. And they were still okay. Like Palace, they tried to string a couple of passes together. They weren't really creating a lot. But next thing you know, the ball is just dropping around the box. And Foden takes an absolute outlandish swing at it. And boom, penalty. Crazy. And not behaviour of champions. No, it was rash. And it yeah. was schoolboy. Yeah, like. it's, it's not a pep. No, pep was seething. Was he? He was seething, and rightfully so. But I have to commend the composure of Elise. The penalty was fantastic Penalty was incredible Because Even when you were telling me What was going <coughs> What was happening I said just this is not, That's a hard penalty put away Yeah That's a hard one to put away The idea had Because it's so It would be such a huge point and Palace needed it Because Palace haven't been on a good run No They needed the point And you could see Elise very rarely shows emotion When he scores mm. He just completely let loose After he scored Really That's when I was like Wow That Palace team knew They needed that They needed that result and what, what what do you think this does for those three teams at the top of the league? I think especially with City going to the Club World Cup, yeah. it gives those teams such a, a boost that they can actually develop and build a proper gap 
between them. Mm. Because it's like that it's not an easy tournament to go away to. It's in oh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, like, that would take an awful lot of you. Yeah. That's it, it's not the result the they needed going no, into that tournament. It's not the result they needed. And I want to throw Villa in that mix as, as well. They did, had a phenomenal, did very well. phenomenal away win. Did very well to come back. Yeah. The sending off for Ben Mee changed it though. Mm. They were, Brentford were playing, defending well and they were creating chances. Villa didn't look quite themselves, which I questioned as well whether Villa could translate the home form to the away form. But the, the sending off changed everything, but they still had to go out and do it. Yeah. They turned the lead over. Watkins again. <coughs> Great finish. Yeah. And they're flying. They're, they're flying. flying. There's, a, there's, a, there's a scenario, isn't there? Because Liverpool play Arsenal mm. coming week. They could That's be top of Christmas. Arsenal Villa will be top of Christmas. Yeah. Which is just... Uh, can't, you I can't mean, give enough credit to the else. job Unai Emery has done. You can't. But I want to... I wanna, that was just a quick touch on, on, on that. On that. Yeah. Just Villa continuing again. I want to go back to a byproduct of the games at the top of the league that we just talked about. And that was... We spoke about the biggest game of the, f- the fixture of the weekend, which is obviously Liverpool United. We talked a lot about Liverpool being disappointed, Salah not been at it. A big, big three points, kind of a two points drop, yeah. basically. But, so should, but, we give, should we give more credit this is what is it. you're saying? Did United, did United do well? Did, did United go to that game, play really well, stop Liverpool, show they've won the game? What, what, would, you, what would you take from that as a, on the United standpoint? United defended well. They defended well in comparison to how they have defended before. Right. Now... A team that concedes 34 shots. Mm-hmm. Is that a team that has defended well? No, no. Can I? Can but, I go, no. Yeah, but I'm going back and yeah, coming yeah, back yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. Half of them were Mo- from outside the box. Much. No, like statistically, half oh, of them right. were from outside the box. That was, that was a disgrace. Like Liverpool, not, not that we're going back to Liverpool. Their attacking patterns were very poor. They were rushed. They were not good. They could have easily with a few more extra passes. They bought into the hype of they were going to wipe United aside. Uh, do you know, Gakpo was brought on. <laughs> United think, fans were in a lot of tears over Liverpool signing <coughs> Gakpo as Every well. time he got the ball, he just tried to shoot. Yeah. There was one stage, I don't know, was it Darwin or was it Simicas, who was just, I mean, through. 1v1 if he passed. Yeah, yeah. And he just hit a Completely shoot. dragged it wide as well. Oh, it was horrific. Some real poor decision-making from, from Liverpool in the final third. I mean, but... Let's I, go back to United. It was yeah, a spirited performance. But when I go... But yeah, I'm going to play... No. Because I thought, okay, yeah. When I watched the game, I thought United defended well. I thought Varane was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought Shaw was really good. I thought Johnny Evans did well. I thought Johnny Evans did well. And then I kind of... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move further up the pitch with United now, okay? Oh, no, but this is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to just move as, as further up the pitch. Well, that's when it gets I bad. Thought, I thought Amrabat was horrific. Bad. bad? No, 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 he was much worse than that. He was horrific. There's a couple of players now that you can say, wow, they were bad. He was, mu- he was horrific. And when I say a couple, I'm referring to two. Cobby was good. Co- I, thought Cobby, oh, like, I don't have enough words for him. No, I, thought, I couldn't believe it. I thought McTominay, I thought he was so bad. Yep. I thought he was so bad. Yeah, he was poor. He was dog shit. But we know this. But he was dog shit. We know this. I thought he was dreadful. McTominay, unless he is in the opposition's box, is useless. I didn't think Anthony was that bad. I know oh, I, heard, I saw wow, a lot of Anthony things. Yeah, no, I didn't think oh, it was that wow, bad. Oh, wow, Anthony was poor. See, you're looking at Anthony and you're going, oh, I don't think Anthony was bad, but I bet you're referring to his defensive work. 
I know I've taken that into consideration but can I just say there was like, if he tried one more Travella pass I was going to lose it with him no okay there was one dreadful one that Two. he was but the one he got right and it was a chance from it I think I think but I think you're wrong I no I don't think so but there was so many times down that right when we finally fucking got forward and Amra fucking bat got the ball up it was it was Anthony and it was two boys surrounding him and and the Norwegian missile was nowhere to be seen or wherever he's from Danish. Danish he was nowhere to be seen Garnacho was Cristiano on the far left Aaron and Anthony was just Aaron that United team went into that so game so disjointed and all they wanted all they needed was to not concede they needed they were going into that game and it was just avoid embarrassment at all yeah, costs yeah, yeah. I think and they did I think that's the key it was to avoid game embarrassment game plan executed yeah they weren't concerned if they nicked one they would have <coughs> went went back to old Manchester laughing yeah but they got there they I believe the first team to not concede at Anfield it is this, this season. season yeah job done for them yeah they got in they got out no what's the word no punishment mm. unscathed happy that we know United aren't good going forward but if you look at their midfield three and you look at their forward three you were never expecting them to do well at Anfield like that. Mm. their midfield three is bad it's really bad but Kobe Menu is for sure a talent incredible incredible if you think Goodison Park, St. James's Park. He's had a good few tests Anfield. Now. There is three starts and he has not looked out of place at all. Hasn't lit the place alight, but he has not looked out of place and he's done the simple things well. And big credit for getting an early yellow card and being so assured mm. and controlled mm. in his tackling. He tackled at the right times, played the right passes and he nearly... If, he, if that pass to Garnacho results in a goal... Oh yeah, yeah. He would have been a talking point of the weekend mm. because that was incredible. And can I just? But I think when Casemiro comes back and United have that Casemiro man who can play a bit more with the ball at his feet, picking passes, and Bruno on the ten, with Eriksen coming off the bench, United might have a bit more to them. And can I just briefly just tell me what you think of that Dallo double yellow? That's what the fuck? I gave out about VAR a couple of episodes ago <coughs> saying that the referees are getting too big for their boots and they're be, being consumed by their egos. Mm. And nothing sums it up more than that. What is that? That's not two yellow cards. I didn't even think... I've never seen that before. I didn't even think he could do that. I don't it think was he, the same action. It is the same action. He's booked him. He goes mental for... By the way, Oliver's wrong decision. He was wrong. In a high-pressure moment, they needed the ball back. They needed the ball. Like, it's the last minute of the game at Anfield. You need every bit of possession you can get. Mm. Wrong decision, Dallow loses the head. Let's emotions overcome him. But happens in these big run, games. He doesn't run up to the ref. No, He just no. throws his arm. He just reacts to the decision not going his way, I believe. Yeah. Throws a conniption. If you can even call it that. Well, I don't even think you can call it that. Gets a yellow card. And then he goes and does the same thing for getting the yellow card and gets another yellow card. So I do think there's a bit of, right, Dallow. It's so dumb. Come on, man. Like, no, no do, I no, don't think Dallow's no, at fault. There is. I, I don't, they're taking the emotion out of the game, I believe. I don't think anything Dallow did was wrong. But there is a rule now that you can't react to referee decisions or else you're going to get booked. 
and he did it again and he got booked so <laughs> but he did it for getting booked like, <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you, can't, you can't do that like like I know like I Michael <laughs> Oliver I think is an absolutely dreadful referee dreadful. he's as clear as day in a Newcastle United fan his mum does his haircut there's pictures I don't care about his haircut there's pictures of him in a Newcastle United jersey he's been in talks with the crowd that run Newcastle United like the guy is engrossed in Newcastle United he should not be refing games that concern Newcastle United yeah it's a disgrace. He's a he's a horrible referee as well, and it, oh, the refs are bugging me at the minute. Now. Yeah, no, really letting their. You, you made the point that they're that they're taking the emotional game a few weeks ago, and it's so true. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't. It's ruining it. Absolutely, it's ruining absolutely, it. absolutely ruining it. Absolutely ruining it. It's gonna, like it's just going to be a team of eleven robots going out onto the pitch now. In a pick I did last week, I said Forrest would lose and Cooper would go. Steve Cooper has gone and it's Nuno Espirito Santo in. Yeah. And that's following, confirmed, confirmed today. Yeah, confirmed today. And that's following Spurs going there and getting a really good 2 0 win. Yeah. Uh, at Nottingham Forest, obviously. Postacoglu is coming back. That's more, but he's adapting yeah. well to. Yeah. He's, not, he's not sticking solely, strictly to his guns. He's changed a few things. I really like some of the positional tweaks. He's done. Give me an example. So Kulisewski in the 10 is, without a doubt, one I would have never thought of. Never, because I thought his only game was cutting in on the... Yeah, uh, that's but he has shown in these last few games, especially at Forest, he was magnificent, Yeah, that he can take the ball on the spin, he can create, he can score. Yeah, it's really good. And I've seen us another stat, actually, that he has ran the most out of every player in the Premier League this season. He's, co- he's covered the most distance. Jesus. So it just shows that that pressing game that Postacoglu revolves how his game around. How demanding it is though. How demanding it is and how the players are bought into it because that's from right wing. Yeah, for a lot that of he's us. he's doing that. And as well, first of all, at the beginning of the season, moving Son into striker, I thought, was a great move. But now seeing that they're stuck and they need goals, moving Son back into left wing and giving Richarlison that sort of confidence boost mm. of like, Okay, Richarlison, maybe you haven't been firing, but I trust you up front now. Yeah. We need goals, because they do. Yeah. They need goals. They, he could have easily just said, Richie, left wing, we need Sonny, we know can score. Sonny is going to play left up front. I'm going to put you left wing, yeah. where he's not entirely comfortable, let's be real. Who, on the left? Richarlison, Richarlison no. He's better up front. Yeah, he is. He prefers just being in the box and getting his head, his toe on something and scoring. And I think Postacoglu is, is just really good at getting players on side I think he gets it I think he knows how to get them on side yeah. and I think you've seen that in the last couple of games because they're on what is it two game win streak now yeah. after a good few losses on the bounce yeah no they're getting back as for Forrest it's very sad for Cooper it is you you'd the, feel you, bad for him did you see the fan reaction to it all yeah a few of them crying yeah it is they're, they're good that he's gone like I, what, yeah. do you, I, what do you think of the Spirit of Santo signing though I think very his, different I think his tenure at Spurs has marred his reputation a little bit yeah but what he did with Wolves yeah is what Forrest would have wanted Cooper to have done with them okay brought them up and straight away they were in the top 10 yeah and kept them there yeah whereas Cooper has brought them up they've spent money they've bought players that would I'd say have big wages so they would expect a lot from them 
and they've been fighting relegation now for the second season on the trot. Yeah. And it's just not what I would say. As good a job as Cooper's done and how liked he is, he's not where that hierarchy wants him to be. Mm. So it was always going to end in flames, especially second season on the bounce. They don't want to be in relegation fights. And do you... Do you do how you, Santo does, I genuinely don't know. Do you, because do you, that's what I'm going to say. Do you envisage him going to a five at the back like he would normally? Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. Santo's not going to change. It's no. going to be three at the back with wing backs. Yeah. And how all that works is not like it's it's interesting that Forrest would go for an appointment of that stature because there's a lot of teams that want to go for a more expansive entertaining approach. Yeah. And Forrest seemed to have just said no, we don't want that. We just want to be st- stay we just want stability and to be solid, which is fair when you're in a relegation fight. So I think he'll have enough to keep them up. I think he'll keep them up. Yeah. It's about how he attacks the season next year then, whether it's up to standard. I think they'll be fine this season because... That, but I think it's... I don't, I don't think it's as... I've seen a few people reacting badly to the decision. Like, why have they gone and got Santo? What's the difference? And I'm like, well, I don't well Santo's done a great job at Wolves. Like, yeah, that's... a great that, job at Wolves. They're, they, they, yeah. Nuno There's was, a reason he got that Nuno is being judged off his time at Wolves. Because Wolves are much more comparable to Forest yeah. than they are to Spurs. Yeah, definitely. So, without a doubt... And even at Spurs, he he had them top after August, I think, going back to it. The Spurs fans just did not agree with his style of play. Which is fair. Which is fair. Fans are allowed to do that. So, I, I think it would be silly to judge him off that Spurs few months. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. Um, not my style of football, but... No. If it keeps you comfortably in the in the Premier League, For the likes of Nottingham Forest definitely can work. That's what they need. Definitely can work, and I I agree with you. I think it is what they need. Newcastle and Chelsea were back to winning ways at the weekend. Chelsea two 0 win over. I Sheffield watched the United. Chelsea game actually. What do you think of it? They were poor. Chelsea were poor. Yeah. Or Sheffield. They were poor. Chelsea. Up until they scored win? the first goal. When they scored the first goal, it was Palmer. It was a great goal actually. Yeah. Sterling was was really good in it. Nice cross. Palmer finished. Palmer's been great for Chelsea overall. And yeah, it was a strange game. They didn't show anything until they scored that goal. You were looking at them thinking, where is this goal coming from? Because they're not creating. Right, okay. And Sheffield were doing nothing. Right. Getting the ball, hoofing it away. Chelsea would start building an attack again. But the attack would go nowhere. And was it was it Palmer on the... Palmer in the middle, he had dropped Enzo. Ten. Dropped Enzo. Wow. And he had Caicedo, Gallagher... And Palmer. There was did I hear that Enzo's a groin issue. Mm. A similar enough groin issue to Emil Smith Rowe that he's had for the last two years. Yeah, it's a it's a bad one. It's anyway. a bad one, yeah. And I like Enzo. Yeah, I like Enzo. He's been, he hasn't really performed. No, he hasn't performed, but who would in that Chelsea team? And Kunku is back. That's gonna be an interesting one. Did, did he one. play? Didn't play the Sheffield game, but he played the Carbo Cup I think game the last Carbo night. Cup. Um scored the penalty in the shootout. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know how he played. Will Sheffield will Sheffield be disappointed to not have a point out of that game? I don't think so. No. It's it was a weird one. Like they didn't show anything either, truth right, be okay. told. But like you could say, oh, but they were solid up until the goal, but they didn't really have much to defend. Like Chelsea weren't creating anything yeah, 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 substance. Yeah. So And Newcastle obviously had a good uh, very good three 0 win Again, over. another game though that would have been altered by the sending off. Yeah. Oh, the him and his sending yeah. off, without doubt. Which gives Fulham a bit of an issue now as well because they don't have a striker. Where are their goals gonna come? Yeah. Vinicius? I don't know. 
Willian's been nicking a few goals. I mean, he's not one you want to rely on, but like... No, not at all. He has been making a few goals. But Um, for Newcastle, back to a bit of form anyway. Yeah. Um, Miley with his first goal. Yes. Very impressive since he's come in. Fantastic. But Lewis Miley had to come on because Joel Linton went off injured. And Trippier is still... Like, I'm just going looking forward to the 2024 Euros. Trippier has been in an awful form. Like, even yeah. going back to the... Did you watch the Carabao Cup last night? i seen his mistake from Udrich's goal, yeah. It was... And it was dreadful. I missed the penalty in the shootout. Did you miss the penalty Yeah, I missed well. the first penalty. And dragged it wide. Okay. So, he's having... He's having a bit of a mare these last few just weeks. just consistently last few weeks. I think I don't know what you have to... Maybe give him a few games off. Mm. But he, who do you put in? That Newcastle team must be completely they must exhausted. must be shot. And like you said, what age Trippier? He's in his 30s. Yeah. And like that, he is up and down that that way. And he hasn't missed a lot of games since he, he signed. Hasn't. He hasn't. He's played every game. He's on the go. So, I think he's. Re- it's all catching up to Trippier. I think he's kind of. He's just really. Isn't he's a rest? I think. I don't think he's anywhere near at the stage of. No, 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 absolutely not. But I think he's in a real bad vein of form at the minute. He needs, yeah, he needs a game or two rest. Yeah, he and needs to come a break. back after Christmas. He needs a break for sure. I watched the West Ham game, like I said, when you were watching the Chelsea game. They were phenomenal. Were they? Yeah. Oh, they were phenomenal. Paul, er, not. Well, they just got absolutely handed one at Anfield. Yeah, because they only told me that. But oh my God, they were phenomenal. Uh, Kudos is just. He's a great player. Oh my God. Kudus. When they signed him, I went, yeah, good signing. But he, I did, but then I was thinking at West Ham, I don't know. Yeah. But good player but overall. The, but Jamie, they played really like they played really really well. Like, Paqueta had trick of assists. He was man of the match. He was absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable! He was every. He popped up everywhere. But do you see what I mean by how much West Ham can actually achieve? They've got the bones there. Yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, I do. No, I actually do, and I, I, I agree with you that they can even be better. Mm. But they're still pretty good. Yeah, and I, they're in a nice position. I, I at the always moment. go back to this is a team that this. As much as you want to say about David Moyes, and this is the biggest fact I'll say about this season with David Moyes and West Ham. They don't look like a team that just lost Declan Rice. Yeah. And that's a phenomenal achievement. It is. Because I know a few West Ham fans and started this season, they were thinking, look, we got our cup, but we're in for a, yeah. a road here. And they didn't make signings for a while. There was a while there, there was where a they week before the Premier League season and they had made the signing. A week. There was a bad feeling around that. There really was. But whatever cool. happened, they pulled it together. They got a good, really, really good signings in. And the, yeah, it was a fantastic, it was a white where the Wolves didn't have a chance. It begs begs the question, like, Kudus signing for West Ham, and Ten Hag dropped 100 million on Anthony. Yeah. And Kudus was there. Yeah, he, he managed Kudus. I mean, it's a bit baffling, isn't it? It's not good. This is why, look, if, I, just, I know we don't want to go back to United. But no. And Kudus, like, they, Kudus they, was only... But United only needs... 40 million. Like, that's a bargain. Like, he... When West Ham sell him, Anthony's when West Ham sell him, they're just gonna slap 80, 90 million price tag on him. Yeah. Handy. I just, it's, it's just that old talent idea, Man United. That there's no sporting director, there's no, you know, no, no, no scout has been listened to, no systems in place. It is a thing we would like. A and West Ham go to United or play United next. Yeah, in the next. And that'll game. be an interesting game, oh, which we'll definitely discuss more about in our in our next podcast. But yeah, yeah. and. And I didn't really want to go here, but we'll finish on this. I can't wait for this now. Burnley, it was a disappointing result. I'm I'm beginning to get a feeling off this now that you're you might may I may be wrong. 
give starting it to, to second guess this confidence. I'm going to give it to Christmas after Christmas. And you know Christmas on Monday. No, yeah. I'm going to give it to January, like okay, because. But that was a bad one. That was a very comfortable uh, two 0 win uh, to Everton. I mean, that's at home as well. That's at home. Sean Dyche back to his old stomping ground and, found, and humbled. Found very very easy. Yeah, Everton are in some position if they didn't get deducted ten points. I made that point a few episodes ago. Absolutely phenomenal. They're brilliant. They're brilliant. Sean Dyche, great job. Great, great job there. On cloud nine. nine, Like, it's all the, like, 10 point deduction, no problem. Yeah, no problem. Whereas any other year, they're gone. Yeah. Gone. Last season, last season, they're toast. Toast. And it's it's virtually the same squad. That's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest compliment I can pay Sean Dyche. Think about that starting level. Who's different? Branthwaite in centre half. Neil, did he come in or was he there last year? Neil has been there the last three years. <laughs> he's just not been playing. He hasn't he's, been playing. Because they've been bad. Gar- <coughs> he's put Garner in, but Garner's there since last year. Yeah. Onana's there since last year. On our Decore position change. Decore has been there since yeah. 2020. Yeah. Calvert-Lewin is still up front. Yeah. Jack Harrison's new. Yeah. Pickford's still there. Young, Coleman. I think Young's only this year as Tark- well. Tarkowski. Tarkowski. essentially a new signing. But he's still from the academy. Like, yeah. they didn't sign him. Right? I know, but he's... Mikhelenko's still there. Yeah. That's a phenomenal achievement. That's the biggest compliment I can give Sean Dyche, is that he has just gotten a pretty similar squad and just completely got the maximum potential out of yeah. them. Like, with a, I know they can't really make signings at the minute because they're a bit stretched. But a couple of signings and... Oh, I'm telling you. They could be onto something. But just before we finish, just want to touch on, because I know you were watching the game, but it was abandoned, the Bournemouth Luton game. Yeah. Heartbreaking. What, what's the... He, he, it's his second time happening last yeah. year now, is it? Yeah, he had a similar situation in the playoff final in June. Okay. And he was cleared. Okay. And was said, told he could come back to football, but I'd be very... Obviously, I'd be very fingers crossed. Of course, best wishes to him. Yeah, and the update is that he's stable. Yeah, he's responsive. So that's great news. And the game is going to be replayed. Yeah, um, full ninety. Yeah. What, what way was it going? It was one all. Uh, and on Luton were staying in it. Okay. Bournemouth were good. Luton went one up. Yeah. And Bournemouth came back, but it's hard to even I it's hard to even think about the game after something like that happens especially when it's happened to him before you fear the worst like when it happens again whether he'll be able to get through it again but he hasn't been released from hospital yet and I won't imagine he will be for a while because they'll have to do thorough thorough check on him if it's the second time it's happened but best best wishes to him because that's a very 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 tough situation Guys, thank you very much for listening and we will be building up this weekend's, this Christmas weekend's Premier League football in the next one. We'll see you in the next preview, guys.